0: Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound, as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. For just four sixty-nine, nice, nice, a month, you get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways, You can ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week, or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Lastly,
1: do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDycast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for
0: $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Graphics Coupe, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking
1: job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only
2: girls pull hair, so. Like he forgets that If they change the rules and took the Champions right. provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh. Occasional alcohol consumption.
0: Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And
2: calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This right. week's
1: Black Flag podcast is now in session.
2: Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, a a weird noise. <laughs> what a weird noise Why? they probably didn't even
1: hear it all right boys and girls so uh this is going to be episode 198 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn that's at c sanborn i i i to my left is bradley sauce here that's at b sauce 96 and to his left is bobby timmons that's at bobby timmons 13 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media um I'm probably just going to say it right now. This is going to be a very quick intro. Uh, I think our weekends were rather lackluster. We have an absolute heater of a show coming to you. Yeah, Sean Foster was super fortunate enough to let uh, let us join him on his program. He was our resident connect our Connecticut resident correspondent uh, had his own version of the Black Flag podcast today, and we were the uh, the guests on his show. So uh,
0: it never disappoints with Sean. No, Daddy his, never disappoints. He has a dry sense of humor that I think we all agree is is he's. He is one of, if not the, he's funniest. starting in the top two rows of our funniest humans uh, ever lineup that oh, we know anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I gotta say, so people will learn a little bit later on that uh, that there was a very good chance that Sean was moving to California, and he informed us about that. Bobby and I, I believe, at the SRX event, and uh, I was actually like. Pretty upset about it. Yeah. And, uh, kind of secretly hoping it didn't happen. Yeah. So he, he actually brought up to us that he was going to end up moving. He had a job lined up. And I was like, well, well, fuck. I mean, like, it's like half the reason why I look forward to going to down to the Connecticut racetracks because Sean's always going to be there. And so, uh, excited or happy that he got the, uh, the gig at Waterford and, uh, excited for everyone to listen to that episode a little bit later on. But we do have some, uh, some housekeeping to uh to clean up housekeeping? I I do uh I actually have you a Grinds My Gears this week. Uh it's brought to you by Nobody. Uh thank you for Nobody for sponsoring the show or the uh, the Grinds My Gears segment. Thank you to uh Team Cosmo for sponsoring the show. Scott Fowler, uh, I'll do an actual <clears throat> another d- despite your egregious uh Patreon questions on a weekly basis. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, uh post this episode tonight, we are recording a Patreon only show. Going to look to do that. Probably like a once a month basis. A um, little more reason for you to give us five dollars. Oh, excuse me, four sixty nine. Nice, nice. A month. Um, doing just a show for the pals. It's not going to be. Uh, I mean, it's going to be us three and our unwanted opinions, but uh, no, no real race car talk. No, no. no it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good one. We're definitely going to crack some brews, and uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna tell the SBM story. Um, the one that my lawyer instructed me not to talk about on this show. So if you want to hear that story in its entirety. Four sixty nine a month. Uh, actually, on top of doing four sixty nine a month, I did learn, uh, and I've, I have learned, I guess, in the last couple months that Patreon just added a yearly subscription on there, which I believe is like mm. forty six something, uh, and somehow I think the math works out that you end up saving money. Actually, I, I, being that. 12 times 5 Get is Get your loved one a yearly subscription yeah. to Black, Black Pod on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Black Pod. Yeah, we also did do, uh, we did two giveaways this past weekend. Uh, it, conveniently, uh, Scott Fowler actually won the first one, uh, and the second one will be determined at the end of this uh, Monday Night Football game. Obviously, there's no race cars going on, so we can't really do a giveaway involving them. But uh, I do have a Grinds My Gears, um, and uh, my Grinds My Gears this week is famous footwear. So, um, <laughs> there's still this was thing, today, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I am sitting at work. Right. And, and I have a very, very, uh, hectic schedule and a very, like I'm out at six, I'm here at six thirty, Um, you know, get ready for the show. We record at seven, like very, very gotta be there. Gotta get this done. Gotta do this at this time schedule. So I'm sitting at work and I'm like, all right, well, I've ordered from Famous Footwear before whenever, you know, if I need, you know, like, a pair of slippers or some shit. Like, if I just want to grab something on the way through, it's very easy to just dr- walk in. Hey, this is my name. Here's your bag. Fuck off out the door. They literally say on their website, Famously Fast Pickups. That implies that there's an infamous footwear out there somewhere. There there must be. Hmm. Must be. Might have to try them out next time. Yeah, I I fucking sure will. It's athlete's so, footwear. So, I i see that they're doing a a disease yes they're doing a a little promotion deal where it's buy one get one half off or whatever i'm like well that's pretty convenient so in my mind i'm like i have no fucking idea what to get my dad for christmas i mean he doesn't other than like money and like gift cards and whatever like i don't know what else really he needs so i'm like oh half the time i see him he's wearing some beat-up sketchers like i'll get him some nikes i'll get him some slippers with the promotion so i'm like all right like perfect Order it online. Everything checks out. It says you'll get a confirmation email within an hour and then we'll let you know when your order is ready for pickup. Perfect. So this is like two o'clock. I'm like, all right, so by three, I should hear from them. I'll go pick it up at six. They close at seven. Perfect. Right before they close. So it's now like five 30. I don't have an email confirmation. I don't have a, your order is ready for pickup. I'm looking through my order. It says it's placed. I go on my account. It says it's there, it says it's placed. I'm like, all right, give them a call. They have some really stupid automated system, which I didn't listen to long enough to get to an actual person. So I clicked two and I was just dealing with a bunch of bullshit. So I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Finally call them back again. Four was actually the right option to talk to a human. So the human answers and I'm like, Hey, so I place an order, blah, 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 whatever. So it was like a two or three minute, just moment of silence. And I'm like, Oh, that's good. This is always good. Whenever you call and it's not right next to them probably means it's fucked up. So she goes, okay, so we have one of your items in store and the other one is going to be uh, shipped to you because we we uh, don't actually have it in in store. Keep in mind, when I place the order, I click store checkout or store pickup only because both of them were very much in stock. So I'm already pissed. I'm like, okay, well, so it's going to be shipped to me ground shipping? They're like, yep. I'm like, well, then it's not going to be over Christmas. And they're like, ground shipping is usually 7 to 10 business days. And I'm like, okay, so that completely defeats the purpose of me fucking getting these. So I'm like, well like that doesn't make any sense Said it was in stock on the website. They're like, well, unfortunately we must be out of stock. And I was like, well then I need to come in and get something else. So like, well, that's fine. We can hold the other shoes off to the side and then you can come in and you can look for the, the slippers and, and you know, pick out a different pair. Okay, cool. So I'm like, well, how does that pertain to my half off promotion deal? Which is the whole reason why I even did this in the first place. And they're like, well, unfortunately we're not gonna be able to do an online sale and an in-person transaction and still use that promotion. I'm like, Oh, okay. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Give me my fucking money back. Then. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, so can I just return them? And they're like, well, yeah, you can, you can return them. And I'm like, so can I come in and redo this whole entire transaction and and end up getting my money back and then just get it with the sale price? They're like, yeah, that should work. But we'll we'll uh, we'll have to figure it out once you get a new pair of shoes. Make sure they're in the promotion. I'm like, okay, fucking whatever. This
1: is why this person
0: works at Famous. Forever. So I go to I go I go there six o'clock. I'm like, all right, my name's Brad apparently I have one pair of shoes waiting for me and I need to now go find a second pair of shoes. They're like, okay, yep. Go find what you want. I go and find the exact fucking pair of slippers that they said was not in stock. And I'm like, okay, so this is now, this is exactly what I ordered. Can we just go back to the original thing? And can I just get the fuck out of here? And they're like, Um no you actually you ordered a different you ordered a different style altogether so we're gonna have to return all of them and then we'll we'll just redo the whole transaction you won't pay anything different and I'm like what I'm like it's the exact same shoe Brad don't argue I'm like see it's the exact same thing that you guys said wasn't in stock all you need to do is put it in the bag because my receipt's right there with all the thing printed on it they're like no no we'll just we'll do this I'm like whatever okay
1: yep at this point the conversation (laughs) with them is not even worth it they go through the fucking (laughs) as long as it doesn't cost
0: me any extra cents. (laughs) <laughs> the, they go through the system and they're like okay so your total's 20 you know $4 or whatever i'm like okay well why and they're like well, well because that's the difference and i'm like no i paid $85 online i came in and got the $60 pairs of shoes i've already paid $85 online they're like oh yeah it automatically reimburses you for those but i fucking doubt it yeah <laughs> i'm like oh yeah sure when they fucking show up at my doorstep i'm going to come fucking put them through your car windshield but <laughs> it sounds like you paid for $140 pairs of did. shoes i did i <laughs> did that's exactly what ended up happening. <laughs> just some girl with fucking blue hair. I mean, it's uh, just of course. It, like Probably she wearing a mask. She walked across missed her way to GameStop. GameStop fucking closed, so she walked right across and got fucking hired at famous footwear, and here we go. Now I'd have hundred and forty dollar pairs of shoes that I thought I was getting a good deal on. And uh yeah, it's uh it's already well, good. Overdrafts my account on that. So It's in the spirit it's of the hot. holidays. I hope your dad enjoys them. Yeah, fuck the holidays. Yeah, I hate Christmas. Lindsay wonders why I always just want
1: to talk to a human. Every time, and I <laughs> hmm. don't want to order things online, and I don't want to do it that way because hmm. that—if hmm. that was me, I probably wouldn't be on episode 198 because <laughs> I would
0: be in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm very. As mad as I get, I internalize all of it, which is really not good for the long run, probably. Probably die of fucking heart disease at 27, but... Uh, that's coming right I, uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there fucking just absolutely seething, but like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, yeah. nope, you're good, woo, yeah, love what you're doing. I'm gonna love to be a thousand then, if that's the case, because I absolutely would have let loose. Oh, dude. I was pet. And so another thing that grinds my gears, I was, uh, actually, no, I'm not even going to get into that. That pertains to Bad deal, job. bad deal for your transmission this week, huh? Yeah. Or your rear end. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, well, I don't really have anything to add to this other than last week. I had it in my notes, uh, a weapon of the week. We don't typically do a lot of these in the off season cause there's not many people doing dumb shit on the racetrack, which is the point of the weapon of the week segment. But, um, I'm going to give this one to my girlfriend, Abby. Now, if you are like the other 99% of the population and you have Netflix, you've probably heard of The Alpinist. If you want to watch The Alpinist on Netflix and you haven't yet, I would suggest skipping forward a couple minutes. Because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. So my girlfriend, Abby, watched this documentary without me. And she's telling me all about how crazy. Oh, this is a wild documentary about a a mountain climber. Um, Name's uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. No. Same guy. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, LeClaire. Marc-Andre Leclerc, this absolute goofball who's, who was like a vagabond, but incredibly talented um, free solo rock climber. So I was like, yeah, all right. I'll, she's like, you got to watch it. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I want to watch it again with you. I'm like, okay. So we, we watch it. We settle in. I mix a cocktail, hold the tail. and uh, <laughs> So I, and I, I, I enjoy documentaries. I just don't. Enjoy the time they take up, but this was probably like an hour and a half. And like I'm locked in, like laser focus, like we're in it, learning all about this kid. And they and they follow him around, and and this kid's a treasure. Like he wouldn't really open up to him. Like he he even like he ghosted him for a little while. And they're like, hey, like you you did this like incredible climb, like record breaking, like got, got the attention of climbers all around the world. Why wouldn't you let us come with you? And he's like, well, it's not really a solo climb if I have you following me around with a camera, now is it? So huh. it was like, holy shit, like he did this insane climb and then was like, Okay, I'm gonna go do it again, but now you guys can come. And uh and then he does this other insane climb, like to the point where like they the the free solo, like the rock climbing community have like hailed this kid as like the greatest ever. And um so I'm like, Wow, this is like awesome and and like they're going through and then there was one segment during like the middle this was very well edited. They're in the middle where they talk about the dangers of free. I mean, you're you're climbing up a rock wall of ice and rock and earth with like picks, and that's it. You don't have a rope. You don't have a belay. You you fall. You die. And um, that's when I'm starting to, like, mm-hmm. this kid might die. <laughs> like I'm starting to starting to think that this is this is why this documentary is so popular. And when I watched, do you guys remember the movie um, American Sniper? Uh-huh. Mm. I was very ignorant to anything that Chris Kyle had ever done. So, like, same thing when I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, man, I'm locked in. Like, what an amazing story. And then at the end, he fucking dies, and it just tears your heart out. Well, the same fucking thing happens. <laughs> Marc Andre, buddy, gets caught in an avalanche with a, with a with a pal of his. They weren't even doing anything crazy, just doing a standard just run-of-the-mill, you know, uh, solo up a mountain. And he fucking dies. And I'm like, I look at Abby, and I'm like, what the Fuck. I wasn't trying to cry on a Thursday night. <laughs> like, what? God damn it. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> I don't want to feel feelings over a stranger, but <laughs> I don't really feel feelings at all anyway. Here I'm all teared up over this dude that died five years ago. Uh, that happened a long time ago, four years ago. But, uh, yeah, so shout out my girlfriend for making me feel feelings. I just heard exactly what happens in that, and I'm actually, uh, I, I might I might tune in. It's I worth, might, the, it's worth it a the shot. Watch. But um, I don't, I, I mean, But I, now, I, now you know, you, like, you don't have to bring, like, you don't, you don't have to be blindsided by him. Blinding. Yeah, like yeah. you're not, not going to be sad because you already know. But this kid is—he's just a lovable goofball, like absolute
1: awkward human. Just what a tough break for the oh, person that man. just tried to fast forward when you told them to, and they just
0: landed on yeah. So he fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. Uh, yeah, no, that's a tough one. Uh, usually, I'm like wicked Johnny Come Lately when it comes to shit on Netflix. So I'm probably the only one that hasn't seen it. When it comes to <laughs> any TV show, I don't
1: like the, the Yellowstone. Whatever. Apparently, it's a great take show. Take our mm. fucking land. I don't give a flying fuck. Tell me when they're all done. Tell me when it's canceled. Tell me whatever
0: streaming service it'll be on, and I'll watch them all in a weekend. I don't. I don't. I That's I, the pain in the ass for Yellowstone. Now is we did that with the first four seasons, and now the fifth season came out, and I'm like. Fraudulently creating Fubo accounts so I can keep watching them <laughs> well, for free as they come out every week. I, like I fucked up watching like Peaky Blinders. Great show, phenomenal show. Wasn't
1: done yet. Watched like four seasons and then it's like, okay, we're gonna come out with another one in a year. Mm. Already forgot about it. Never gonna watch it again. Never gonna watch <laughs> it again unless it, they're done and then I'll just binge the whole thing. But like like the whole Breaking Bad deal.
0: Didn't watch that until no, I like, never got into five that. years after it was done. Great show. I'm, I'm Only not, if I can watch all not seen all. a single minute of that. I'm not exaggerating when I say that I've never seen a minute of any TV show on Netflix other than, like, y- y- you, I think, is one of Ooh, them. Ooh, a new season comes out February 9th. I, See, I, I that's another that. one. Everyone's I watched on. the
1: first one, and then it's like, oh, there's a new season. <laughs> all right. The well, first I, one is the best season, I think. And
0: but. I've watched all of Yellowstone up until the, the season when season five came out. I watched the first episode, or maybe the first two, and I haven't seen them since because they're on Weird Times. But, um they to take our fucking land. I, want to, I really want to watch 1883 or 1830. Whatever the fuck it is. 83, I think. Yeah. Like, it's just a spin-off on it. Yeah. Origin yeah. story of it. Yeah, there. there's two of them now. It's like 1923 yeah. and oh, 1883. I heard that those are all fucking phenomenal. And 2053. I can't. And no, I'm their, not land, their land finally got took. No, I already <laughs> fucking watched iRobot. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I did um, not kill him. I did not kill him. That was easily my favorite <laughs> movie as a kid, and I don't know if that says anything. But uh, did, did, was yeah. that the only one they watched that in school? I watched that in school. Really? was not yeah. that Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He just was, came out of that other movie. Yeah, he also fucking slapped Chris Rock in the face. Well, um, Chris Rock addresses that on his new new stand up. I can't wait to watch it. Where does it come out on? Is it on a thing? Or? I don't think it's out yet. But no. I was listening to your mom's house last week, yeah. and uh, they said he's crushing it. Yeah, Tom went and saw him and said that like he he brought that up in a special and it was hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. Uh the only other thing that I have for this week's episode is uh that we are going to be posting a bracket with the top sixteen shows of the year, are you going gonna actually up, fucking finish this one, guys? Or what, going, what are we doing here? Yeah, the first one that that was on me. That's <laughs> Did you post the semifinals for that today I or so. whatever? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think the semifinals for that one are up. We're gonna try to finish that one um, by the time this one comes out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully tomorrow or uh, the day uh, Wednesday, whenever. Um, but the top sixteen shows. Let's just rattle them off. Let's go. Uh, so it's gonna be a one one verse sixteen. So uh, number one is gonna be one. 152 checkbook said no with Ryan Flores and Freddie Kraft that is the most listened to show of the year going up up uh, going up 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 against uh, up up on against. the outside uh number 16 which is 161 school said no with Max McLaughlin number two most listened to show on the year is 155 gotta get it while it's still wet the speed weeks recap episode yeah going up against <laughs> number 15. 177 Thumbs Up or Thumbs Down with Brandon Brown. Number three, thumbs the down. third most listened to show on the year is 158 Never Meet Your Heroes with Mike Christopher Jr. Fucking bully. <laughs> Going up a, against, a, I beat a, his ass, ass in a 350 Super this year. Going up but. against uh, the number 14th most listened to show, 184 You Egg Loaf. Uh, number four most listened to show on the year one seventy six fixing the water tank, but not in a sexual way. The Ladden recap show. Yeah, going up against the thirteenth most listened to show on the year number one eighty. Lucky to be alive with Joey DeWyrin. Uh, the fifth most listened to show on the year is one fifty four Origami Championship winner with Noah Gregson. Mm. Going up against the 12th most listened to show of the year. The 169 episode. Nice, nice. Found his name on the street stock roster with Timmy Salamito. Uh, then the next matchup will be number 6. The 6th most listened to show on the year. 156. Racetrack things with my racetrack friends with Hannah Newhouse. Going up against number 11. Snacks in the bat 171. Snacks in the bathroom with Trent Smith and Woody Pickett. And then the final two bracket. Uh, well, first round matchups, I guess. Uh, The 7th most listened to show on the year, 182, Oxford 250 Recap with Max Cookson and Tanner Woodard. Going up against the 10th most listened to show of the year, 164, Long Story Short, My Ass Hurt. Uh, Number 8 most listened to show on the year is number 174 hot tub on the cell phone floor the srx srx weekend recap yeah going up against number nine the ninth most listened to show on the year number 175 the very week after the hot tub on the cell phone floor bfp banger nhms x lot this saturday so there's a lot of them in there that uh don't pertain to having a guest but uh going into the the uh, bracket. Uh, I think that we're gonna get some. We're gonna obviously post this, and this is just gonna be, I think, an Instagram only uh, little fucking deal here. So follow us at Black Flag Pod on Instagram, and uh, we're gonna tag all the people that were involved. So I think that you're gonna see some upsets. I think that uh, a lot of those came like in the meat of the season. Yeah, you could tell when we were we were peaking. Well, there's a here. there's a couple. Uh, I think that the uh, checkbook said no was. Was uh very very early in the year that was right after Atlantic City uh obviously and then got to get its well silhouette was uh obviously very early as well Never the Florida heroes. the Florida recap one typically typically does the best yeah 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 that one I mean anything that that comes after a very long weekend but uh I mean I think the first show An of eight day weekend the first no maybe not the first show of the year. Well, yeah. I thought the first show of the year was uh, the one with Hannah Newhouse, but that was actually four no, weeks after man. Freddie. Did you and... even listen to the yearly recap we did a week ago? Uh, no. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't here for that. Pretty sure Hannah was in, like, March. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, whoops. Uh, yeah, so that will be uh, that posted up on all the socials. It'll be, it'll be an Instagram uh, story. And we'll start with a couple, couple matchups each day or we'll figure out how the fuck we're going to do it, but look for that. And, uh, you should get it wrapped up by June of next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, We'll get it. We'll get it figured out, but we'll, uh, I think that's it that, that, uh, that we got obviously, uh, Merry Christmas to, uh, to everyone. To all those that celebrate, uh, yesterday was the first day of Hanukkah. Uh, happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate that, if you hate holidays or hate Christmas in general, like I do, um, Let's just try to enjoy it. Happy Toyotathon. Happy football. (laughs) Lexus uh, December to remember. Happy Happy Honda days. Happy President's Day sales event. Here's Sean Foster. (laughs) 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 Uh, Sean
2: Foster here from the Black Flag Podcast. (laughs) I would like to introduce three guests on our show today. Uh, Mr. Charlie Sanborn at Charlie Sanborn uh, CSIIII, and also Bobby Timmons B Timmons at 13. I don't remember, and B Sauce at B Sauce Bradley Sauce. You're welcome to the show, fellas.
1: Thank you so much for having us, Sean.
0: That's that's our resident Connecticut correspondent for you. it's yes. gotten so good. How, oh, how has
1: life been since you've become a famous race? owner or whatever
2: um hectic
0: but good yeah did you You win what goes on doesn't seem like it's that hard of a job i don't understand how i mean you're only running a racetrack yeah piece of cake everyone's everyone's very understanding every every week on facebook i just see plenty of people telling you how to do it better so all you gotta do is just look at the internet right listen
2: yeah yeah piece of cake (laughs) You,
1: you you say understanding but you were not very understanding of us bringing our own alcohol to the racetrack and i'm just wondering if our ban has lifted for 2022 yet
2: yes yes <laughs> it is officially lifted you guys are welcome back the fuck uh yeah actually after the new year so we we gave you a wow. year suspension fuck so you got another two weeks is it and then you're welcome back at the speedway <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I, I guess we can make that work, but I don't know what
0: to uh, do for the next couple of weeks, but, um, just, uh, so obviously racetrack general managership, that's a, it's a tall task, but I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's a little taller watching your social medias. I feel like you're always at the racetrack. Even nowadays, I feel like there's been some snow down there and you're still there. What What do you, what do you been doing in the off season?
2: Yeah, the place flooded
0: pretty badly. <laughs> Uh, ice there was
2: there was like a sheet of ice not quite hard enough to walk or ice skate it flooded with ice yeah it, fl- it flooded then froze uh, it didn't, was, it didn't I, flood I, with I th- ice i
1: think that's just ice at that point like okay
2: skating like it flooded then iced okay <laughs> um but it's all gone now or or it's it's at least dry enough to have a test session we actually had a test session yesterday stop Yep.
0: idiot brought their race car to the racetrack yesterday
1: <laughs> did you at least advise them before you took their money that they're going to learn absolutely nothing in the month of december with their race car <laughs> at your facility
2: yeah it was like um a, a newer driver trying out a legend car oh good so, oh they'll be bad anyway it's it fine yeah to drive. <laughs> yeah and i did give them a forewarning i said the, the track is like flooded so if you spin towards <laughs> the infields you know it's <laughs> gonna hit the backstretch ball <laughs> it's gonna be bad yeah and um i was in the office at the time that they were testing and then all of a sudden i heard the tire squeal of a spin oh and, no you know, it was either i was waiting to ho- either hear like the crash or the splash <laughs> 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 luckily none of those happy just spun and then came to a broadside stop so we were good
1: it sounds like sounds like they nailed it. So at um, w- Waterford, you know, uh, Aqua Park and Speedrome or whatever you're running over there. Um, it, yeah, Obviously, we know it because we're, we're kind of in in your back pocket, if you will, kind of in the in the know with you. But yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is something or a type of position that you've been interested in for a while. I know that you you've gone to certain conferences. You've done a lot of research. You are probably one of, you know, the few people I would trust to probably run my facility, but, you know, talking specifically about Waterford, how how does this all come about? Because last time you were on the show, you were still a nobody with no racetrack. So how do you become somebody with a racetrack? Uh,
2: I showed interest in Waterford for a long time. Actually, I think we go back 10 years ago. I actually worked at Waterford briefly uh, as a, like a, I guess you'd call it a track spotter so it's like i I was working underneath the race director uh so kind of making calls underneath nope not like that oh like that (laughs) no 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 so uh simple yeah that was kind of the job that i had momentarily found out i didn't really like that um not one bit uh and and it had to do I think that they were talking about grooming me for race director position, but I was like, no, I don't, that's, that's not my style. I can't do that. I, I can need people to be like, at least some people to be happy with me.
1: Was the race grooming director, happening whilst that. under, under somebody or was, were you on top of them at that point?
2: I, I was underneath the race director.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whilst being groomed. Yes. Nice. Uh,
0: as a race director, Sean, I promise you it's not fun because, like you, I've say, changed. You, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to redirect it. Okay, fucking uh, <laughs> hey, Charlie,
2: <laughs> this That's is his me. fault. You know what's funny is, uh, uh so this year we had like one of my my biggest. We, we had an issue with uh, Di Matteo. Uh, there's Corey and Dana Di Matteo. They race modifies. i've always always gotten along extremely well with them uh however there were two instances where we we had issues like technical issues and uh one of them was you know it was very controversial because of what happened i don't want to get into details and waste of time and everything but so Corey and i we kind of we started talking about it like the next day and we're we're on the phone with each other and we're back and forth and we're kind of bantering and uh you know, we're, we still like each other. We're still respectful of each other, but we were at the same time, like kind of going head to head over everything. And so we get like most of the way through the conversation and he just like interrupted me. He's like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And he's like, this isn't the same guy that was at Syracuse, New York drunk and and carrying a bullwhip around <laughs> it's like i don't like this new guy i was like i'm sorry but i've changed quite a bit since syracuse that was that was weeks ago
0: or months ago <laughs> that was literally hours ago
1: right? <laughs> a whole so, yeah. new man yeah
2: yeah mullet mullet had to go
1: so, so we we can't see you with the bull whip at the racetrack. Is that what you're saying?
2: No, no, no. We, we might have to put the bull whip on a on yeah, ice on the wall
1: on on ice at Yeah. The
2: exactly.
0: yeah. <laughs> have you uh, made Have you made a formal rule that bullwhips are not allowed at Waterford Speed Drum?
2: No, no. I believe that's that's the reason why I brought it to uh, Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, it's it's legal in in I think all fifty states to carry. <laughs>
0: That one guy wasn't really thrilled by it, but
2: no.
1: So, so if you if you see the gaggle at Waterford on the picnic tables, all equipped with bull whips, you can't be upset. Uh, can you do me a favor? And not do that? <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying this. These are your words.
0: You said that you said there was no rules against it, and it just so happens I got two dates there next year. I mean. and
1: and we all have credit cards that we can spend on the internet very quickly Uh,
2: yeah
0: Yeah. thank you guys for your support (laughs) all right hear me out what if we have you know like you know the local ballparks have like mini baseball bat night well how about at the local speedway we have mini bullwhip night and the first 50 fans get mini bullwhips i'll sponsor them you just got to give them out at the ticket game (laughs) how big will they be
1: Don't don't worry about that
0: okay they right. might be both size. I don't know. If
1: <laughs> I don't think a mini bullwhip exists, so they might very well be able to reach the front stretch. But that's okay. fine. We don't okay. worry about the details. Okay. Right. Um, but but it won't. we may yeah. need
0: you to get on the microphone and give a good get. Right.
1: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Go <on now>. wait. <laughs> Go on, get. I. You should. That you should would have, be good for our. Does security. the pace car? Does the pace car have a sunroof?
2: Um. I'm not sure, but I like where you're you're headed. So if the
1: pace car is a sunroof, the next time somebody fucks a restart up, just have somebody pop out of the pace car and go, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's a good idea. (laughs) I'm full of great ideas. You should listen to all of them. Our security, I listen to them, trust me. (laughs) I certainly don't act upon all of (laughs) (laughs) them. No, it'd be great for our security staff though. You know, if they have to get some people out of there, just you know, here, go on, get, <laughs> go on, you know, you better get now. You best get going. You're gonna get it.
1: <laughs> what type? <laughs> what type of behavior is acceptable to bullwhip somebody at the racetrack? I just, I want all the standards laid out here right now, so that when we bring, I don't know, twelve of them next time we're there, you just, there, all the rules are in place.
2: I have to update the processes <laughs> for that and the procedures
1: literally you go into the pits it just it says like no pets no alcohol no bull whips <laughs> <laughs> written in marker at the bottom because we had to add that in yeah <laughs> uh, uh so 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 being half as serious here uh because you whip the other half of it off um right. you know you you were groomed for this particular position but what what was it exactly that piqued your interest? And in not only Waterford itself, but how how did you eventually,
2: you know, become the general manager of the raceway? I guess the thing that got me most interested in Waterford is just throughout the years, and you can ask anybody from this area, Waterford was always just that gem. It's it's and the biggest thing is the racetrack itself, the whatever it is, the, the surface shape size it puts on good racing. So almost any track in the country, it seems like every track has like their issues where it's like, ah, the racing is half fast, half the time, you know, especially in the dirt world, like the surface means everything. Well, with Waterford, you don't have to worry about that. It's just that one thing that's always good, no matter what. So it's a very rare instance. So between that and its location, which is Pretty ideal. I mean, the only downfall of it is that the southern part of Waterford is, is water. So you don't have like a 360 degree uh, or, or like a radius where you can grab customers from all over. But um, that's like one of the only negatives other than that. I mean, you're right on a main, right on a main highway or basically where two main highways intersect, like Route 95 and 395. And it's like in an entertainment area. So You've got like the casinos, you've got the shoreline, you've got, uh, it's a big military base there. So there's a lot of population there. There's a lot of, you know, with the military bases, it's like a good amount of blue collar, which, you know, tends to be our target audience in in the sport. So yeah, I guess just anybody always kind of saw it as a hidden gem of short track racing or not hidden, but just a place that seems to have potential.
0: So, so talking about the facility and, and it being a hidden gem and the surface being good and it promoting good racing, would you go as far as to call it a racy little joint or I, I wouldn't say that
2: ever. Oh, oh. Oh, so it's it's not it's not a racy joint. It racing. puts on good racing. What what you could also say is you, can, you could also say.
1: Yeah, yes, you, you I
0: will not could. say. <laughs> uh you don't have to say it and like expose yourself, but like if I was like, "Hey, I, I won't
2: expose you? myself." Don't worry.
0: <laughs> if I was like, "Hey, I've
2: changed." <laughs> <laughs> no, you fucking have. That was months ago <laughs> when, I, when I would fully expose myself.
0: Allegedly, yes. Yeah, may yeah. hey, no, not the Tim Richmond picture for the Patreon questions that are coming up later, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. i may not have seen what you did to Rusty's hand at the World Series last year. <laughs> yes, you can't, you, you can't hide from it. I'm upset if I didn't bring that up while we had you on, or while you
2: had us. You yeah, so from. so the racetrack is a really a really good facility. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your so
1: we, obviously we we've been there, you know, all a handful of times at this point. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking in the grand scheme of things, everybody's heard of Stafford. Everybody's heard of Thompson. You know, up until a, 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 you know, only a few years ago, I had honestly never even heard of Waterford. And I think that that could go for a lot of people. What is it, even though that, you know, this is that hidden little gem? How do, how do we go from that to exposing this n- not fully uh, nude or anything, but how do we go to exposing this hidden little gem into another household name for a racetrack and and how, how does your job pertain to that?
2: Yeah, it's all about building popularity, which obviously starts from the ground up. So building more fan, a bigger fan base, building, you know, more cars and then, you know, getting, uh, promoting it to the public. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, untapped uh streams of revenue and and untapped methods of getting out to our uh to our viewers you know we don't do any streaming we don't do actually the best thing that we do currently have or, or like a huge asset that we have is sid who you've seen his videos um he does a lot of videos but he's only kind of been in and out a little bit so i'm looking to possibly work with him more um, but the last handful of years, he kind of worked on other racing projects and whatnot. So we've been in discussions with him. Um, you know, obviously his YouTube channel has a lot of followers. Um, and then, you know, we don't do any streaming. We, our social media is, uh, we only use basically one, you know, that we're really engaging on. Uh, so we're working on getting, you know, possibly another one or two social media is up and running. Uh, so stuff like that, you know, and, and working on our, our sponsorships and marketing and proposals and whatnot. Like, you know, when I started, we, we really only had Monaco Ford as our, as our partners at the racetrack. So, uh, we have to work on other outlets, other, um, methods of getting out to the people, which includes radio and, um, you know, getting into print here and there. So uh, typical stuff, you know, it's all. Actually, like one thing that was kind of funny when I first started is we, I think it was like my first week or two and we had, I I believe it was a rule change or not a rule change, but a rule clarification that we had. And so I'm talking with the tech team and they said, Hey, we, we have to, you know, get this clarification out pretty much immediately. Otherwise, you know, people are going to be confused. So, okay. So we put out this rule clarification I said, okay, so we'll send out a blast email to everybody and some of the other members of our team were like a what and i was like an email to everybody you know and they're like yeah we don't have that i was like oof. <laughs> all right starting from starting from the ground up here <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah because i because and i asked them i said okay so how would you typically do this And and they said well, we would just post to facebook so it's like okay that's that's not what facebook is for and a lot of them knew that but it's like yeah we just haven't yeah you know, nobody's worked on that um to to try and improve things in that sense so like my first uh, one of my first weeks there was just manually one by one typing in all the emails cuz we have driver registrations and everything but um yeah so now we have at least a, the start of a database um we have our friend Mitch Bombard he is our social media guy for Facebook and Twitter and he does He's mostly heavily on, uh, on Facebook, Twitter's uh, kind of tough. We have to do a lot of work to try and you know work on our engagement with that if we even bother to continue with Twitter because it, it hasn't worked so far. But obviously, our strategy is probably just very typical. So we'll either work on strategies with that one or some other socials. Uh, but he does extremely well with the Facebook. He's our track photographer. So he takes a lot of photographs and and a lot of good content on there. So we got to work on that. Um, even our Facebook, we, we have to work on getting some good video clips on and whatnot. And also, you know, just engaging, you know, we don't, we don't want to use Facebook as our, as our method of communicating to our racers. It's, you know, the main goal of any social media is just to get people to click the like button. So so yeah, stuff like, I don't know. What was the, was there a question that started? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've been babbling.
1: Well, I, I guess the the biggest question that I would have for you is that uh, it's been well documented. Obviously you've, you've raced yourself. You've been behind the wheel. Um, you've, you've also been, you know, on certain crews and things like that. What is it that particularly interested you in potentially getting into a management position within a racetrack, you know, and then a, again, specifically Waterford?
2: Yeah, that started probably 12 years ago, I would say, where, yeah, as a racer, I remember there was a certain, you ever see Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire, there's a, there's one of the first scenes in the movie, I think it is the first scene in the movie, he had like a, uh, call it a revelation where he was, he, he woke up in the middle of the night or something, and, and he just started writing, started writing ideas for it had to do with with sports and his sports agency and how to improve it. And I had a similar moment where I, I just decided like I, I think I was getting kind of worked up as as to how a lot of the the short track landscape looked. and and especially going back twelve years ago, it was certainly on a steep decline. And now we're, things are looking better, but 12 years ago, it was looking very ugly. And I was very upset with, with the sport. And so I just started, I had a night where I just, I was up all night and I just started writing and typing ideas and, and just kind of putting everything on paper. And I always kept, it was in a notebook. And so um, I think I said typing, but I was writing because I have a notebook that's just full um, of ideas. And I still continue that notebook now. I organized all of the, everything in that notebook. Now I have like stacks of notebooks that just has, you know, that's kind of organized in certain manners, but um, what was the original question? Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And I think at a certain point I had all these ideas down and I sat there and looked at it and I said, okay, I think this is what I want to do with my life is somehow work on improving short track racing. But as I'm sitting there looking thinking, all right, well, what are my options? And I quickly realized that it's felt kind of limited. Uh, what, like, what are you supposed to, let's, let's just say you wanted to do something bracing related. You know, you look at your local racetracks, like I had Stafford near me and Stafford's kind of a tough one because that's like a family owned business. So, you know, they, they don't really have room for somebody who wants to be, you know, a manager like me, Thompson was kind of in a similar boat at that time. So it felt kind of limited unless I was, uh, unless if I was like to move away, but, uh, Waterford kind of went through that transition phase of owners. And, you know, once they did, I, I tried getting involved there with the new owner, with Bruce Beamer. And now I, I always kind of bugged them for a while. And then recently we ended up teaming up finally. So. So I was in touch with with um, with Bruce for many years now, and then finally it all worked out.
0: Which one what? of the notebooks that you have uh, full of notes? <laughs> which one has beer, uh, beach balls, and beer funnels? What what page was that? Yeah, that was that <laughs> was, That's was the best idea.
2: I think that was um, probably the third line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, I think that uh, one thing I would like to say too is that Waterford um specifically obviously but you know typically when you go to racetracks you see the same thing every single week there's not a ton of striving for improvement or differing the program in any way whatsoever and waterford i can say every time i have been there i have seen or noticed an improvement of some sort um whether that you know you have a hand in that or not um, that is something that I always try to tell people about Waterford because it is not your typical racetrack by any means. You know It's not you know the, the marquee of, of you know household names for racetracks and things like that. but it is one of those few places still investing in their property, making it bigger and better every time I go there, which is why I always tell people not only to go once but to keep going back because you do see the continual and gradual improvement. So I will give you a hats off for that. Um, and I think that that's phenomenal. Um, you know, especially since, um, you know, like you said for a while there, it, the the future did look very bleak. Um, you know, and and, you know, we, we obviously are, you know, a couple of, you know, two tree kids that experienced the the absolute worst end of that, uh, for a place that's right down the road that is now just overgrown and gross looking. So, um, thank you for, for participating in that. And, uh, what are some of the things that maybe we can hear about uh, looking into the future for even even 2023
2: uh the biggest thing for like a capital improvement the i think if you remembered seeing on our front stretch was a a bus yes that is a temporary like scores booth and announcers booth um working on that that's like the current process that we're working on i they're, wish that you they in more buses what's that yeah we're gonna we're gonna they're bring in bus. a, two buses for next year so that's a, du- a really,
1: double decker yes
2: yes yeah. <laughs> exactly but so that's that's the that would be the coolest thing um yeah and so far the you know bruce the owner he's 100 supportive and in, in making the place awesome so um you know hopefully as long as the process continues continues the way it is so far, um, that would be cool to have. Uh, the other thing, I know our bathrooms are a little rough. That would be nice to to get that done. I'm working on getting some quotes together and then I'll slide that over on his desk and see if I can get a, an okay on that. Um, otherwise, I'll get rid of the piss trough. No, no.
0: I actually do like that because the outdoor ambiance of like you could still hear the race cars and everything. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool
2: in a weird yeah. way. It's like you're half in nature and half at the racetrack, and and you half can still hear knees.
0: bang bangers crashing. Right, but your penis is out.
2: Exactly, yeah. and your and a beer is in your other hand.
0: What? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one that we brought in from the outside, or right?
2: or both hands. You got two beers.
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's an aggressive fire hose you know it That's is yes problem, especially <laughs>
1: really there's nothing quite like race cars with your cock in your hand is, i think it's what they're getting at yeah
0: yes yeah yeah well it's tough I when agree. bang bangers are out there because it's like you
1: know well you, well you have the bang bangers and your bang banger you know all, all in one little scenery there
0: yes yeah. very good so, so going back on like this this past year and uh obviously uh we've seen some uh I guess not necessarily newer events, but events that have come back that I believe happened in the past that hadn't been happening for a while. And uh, obviously uh, it's been on record that you weren't the reason why past and act uh, came back to Waterford, but. um, I don't have to say that. (laughs) It was a successful event. We can say that it was me. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, well, that was that was kind of my question. Um, that wasn't really a question was obviously us being from Maine. We're big pass act guys. People up here don't really modify because we don't have them. But uh, mm-hmm. everyone wanted to give you thanks for uh, for that event happening. And uh, I just wanted to know if you wanted to, uh, I don't know, take credit for it. Uh,
2: well, well, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And yes, I will take credit now. <laughs>
1: If it was a flop, you wouldn't have taken credit,
2: right? Exactly, yeah. Yes. yeah. No, <laughs> that see. wasn't me. I had nothing to do.
0: Well, we don't know for sure, so we'll at I least... I voiced give... my doubts. We'll at least give you credit for uh the 350 Super Modifieds having two dates at Waterford next year. So thanks, Sean. Thank you.
2: Yes, yes, you're welcome. No, that's actually... Uh, that, that's a cool thing. James Rushaw?
0: Yeah, Hollywood.
2: Yes, Hollywood. Yeah, he's... um. I, we narrowed down a lot of touring series events for next year. Um, Our, our schedule, I really wanted to simplify the schedule. So it's pretty different compared to what our people are in at the Waterford area are used to seeing. Uh, So chopped away a lot of the touring series because I really wanted to focus on just a small amount of, of the circus coming to town. Cause that's, that's kind of how I view touring series. It's you know, when the, when the big dogs, the, the big circus comes to town. So, you know, we, we wanted to team up with James for sure uh, because he seems to be very intelligent as far as marketing and, and he's, he's on the ball. He reached out to, um, to the casino nearby um, I, I didn't even know he did. He's like, yeah, I've been in, in talks with uh, Mohegan Sun Casino. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, that's awesome. You know, he's talking about putting a car on display there. So, you know, anybody who's willing to go through that kind of effort to to help us help them, you know, kind of do a reciprocating effort, uh, I'm totally down. That's the, that's a really cool thing, and people down here love the supers. So it draws a crowd no matter what. Just having supers on the schedule, so. Yeah, so James and I get along really well. It's it's exciting to have them for twice next year. Uh what is it? May I should have the schedule right in front of my face for stuff like this. <laughs> yes. What is it again?
0: <laughs> in September 9th.
2: Yes. So the schedule, uh as you can see and as I already know, is Saturday, May 20th <laughs> and September, Saturday, September 9th. Yes, I beat you to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how'd you, uh, how'd you swindle uh, the decision to move the Haunted Hundred from Sammy? Up? Swindle? Yeah, Kevin. Same guy.
2: Ah, yes, just a uh, different shape. Yes, I Sammy swindled that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just. How uh, lucky! I, I voiced interest in uh, having. second date for for monaco tri-track series and i voiced interest in working with act again and they reached out to me after that last event and said we might be able to work something out so i said that is very exciting so that works out extremely well uh last this past year our october was a little messy Uh, We had like a a three-day finale show and then we had a like a thrill show with enduros and stuff like that and then we had that it was ugly it was a mess and then we had the the last show that you guys were at and now it's it's a very comfortable stage where we have uh, if you look at the schedule which I know by heart now
0: we have
2: (laughs) October 14th. (laughs)
0: I which wish is- the listeners could see your face light up. As <laughs> oh, they will. This 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 one—he's wearing the BFP hat, so he knew that this was going to be on video. This one will be up for people to watch. Yes.
2: So October fourteenth is our last weekly show, which is our crowning of champions. So um, it's like all of our weekly divisions are are going to be crowned, and then the next week is the ACT Monaco Tri Track race. And then the week after that, we can do our Smacktoberfest race, which is like the Enduros and stuff. And the cool thing about that, that excites me the most is this past year, we had our Smacktoberfest event the week before the ACT pass before the big touring series race. So I had to, I only had one week to clean up, um, all of the trailer race and Enduro parts uh there were three boats that were sitting in the middle of the racetrack, like uh that, that fell off of the trailer race. So yeah, stuff like that. A lot of debris was all over the speedway that had to be, you know, removed before having the the, the big boys show up with their hundred thousand dollar race cars. I mean, I I walked that track and picked up every single little everything that was on that racetrack by hand. And uh, yeah because i don't need i don't need hundred thousand dollar race cars wrecking uh because of a a stupid little rivet or a piece of fiberglass from a boat so now the cool thing is that smacktoberfest race will be at the end of the year so i have all winter to 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 clean it up
1: i i do remember it being the finale to the finale to the finale to the the last finale and i was like uh, oh that that seems odd um, yeah. But yeah, you probably should do the boat smashing like last. That yeah. that seems like a good idea. Even, I think Bobby was just trying to say that even Beechridge did that on Sunday, so that they had a week to clean it up.
0: Yep. Well, no, I was I was gonna say they did it to us five weeks in a row at the end of every year. Well, you do car wars on Friday night, which was essentially the same thing, and yeah. then you just skip the first practice because there'd be pop rivets and Tootsie rolls, you know, crap everywhere. The after and mm-hmm. not fun. No, I
2: agree.
1: So are we, are we going to have like a, a boat jump into the stands race or, or what are we going to see?
2: I had an idea of doing, um, so when the racetrack floods, I thought it would be cool to build a dock over at the, the area that floods. Actually, there's one area that almost doesn't dry up right? unless if it's very hot summer months with, without much rain. And I thought it'd be really cool to have like VIP, uh, not tailgating, but boat tailgate whatever you call that what would you call that is there a such thing as like party boat party boating yeah um yeah that type of thing
1: now what happens when a race car lands in the boat
2: i don't think there's anything that could allow that i don't think there's enough of a launch pad for race car (laughs) to end up in the boat we'll keep it we'll keep we keep things safe we always play safe
1: I, i like the party boat idea though there's something there there there's i don't know yeah.
2: i like
0: that i like that a lot actually that's yeah.
2: not, make them all look nice cool. nice now
0: not a lot like we're gonna end up with uh beers in a cooler in a boat in the middle of waterford speed
1: honestly that's exactly what i heard um so yeah. I, I look forward to boating at your racetrack yeah um let, let's do a bus race how about that yeah i don't know where we get the buses from but uh, hey the, the one from the front stretch we'll just Wait, wreck we that to one to be available yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it run? I don't
2: know. People used, they used to do uh, this. See, this is stuff that I'm new. at. I don't know where to get a bus, but I'm sure I can find out where to get bus. Woody what do you pick? How would be the first person to ask? Right. But, well,
0: yeah. the Bus man. I think that you just go to the <laughs> local school district one morning and just have a bunch of your friends with masks and you just <laughs> take I them. don't, I don't
1: <laughs> think it's that I, I am no gynecologist, but I am fairly confident that it's not the you right way to get right. a bus. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah there's um uh, there's one other thought that i had that's similar along the lines of um what's a 725 number
1: i think that's sorry. an airplane oh okay um
0: answer it is, oh, yeah answer Wait, it answer a, it. There's there's a, it see who it is i don't think i i don't think i'm all right fine for legal reasons <laughs> tell them you're recording
2: uh, hello <laughs> you're on the black flag podcast Corpetti they hung up. Hello, hello.
1: <laughs> all <my> the okay. <laughs>
0: I'm going to do that. Since we kind um, of yes. So anyway, since we kind of got derailed, anyways, going back uh, a little <laughs> ways, not to step on the exact question that Charlie asked you. Uh, when we saw you in Florida, you were all dressed up, and you had just came back from a conference, which. Is not like the first time you we went to Florida because you were not dressed up, and the conference was at Grandview. So I don't know how one thing led to another. But when you went to Speedweeks this past year, did was was the talks of being the general manager of Waterford already like uh, on the like trail trail at all, or was that just something that you go to just to go to?
2: No, I was just going to just to go to. Why was I very was I acting very proper? I you think... were was i you were, oh, you, were, you, were you, you weren't mean, very shot you weren't daddy like
0: you bought your right. funnel like three hours later so yeah oh yeah
2: okay i was yeah
0: I no, you came in, enough in enough i think food. you came in in like a like a nice nice shirt a little bit you had like some a stack of papers and i was like well that's weird daddy just got back from a work conference but yes i don't yeah. know that he does the still work.
1: no milk or
2: cigarettes yeah. but that's fine no no <laughs> They're not for you. They're for me. I already ate and drank. I ate cigarettes. Wait, <laughs> I ate.
0: <laughs> so, so what are these conferences entail? And uh, like you went to PRI, yeah. was, was that similar?
2: Yeah. Uh, PRI is awesome. Uh, I went last year for the first time and um, I remember being there for like a couple of days being like, why would I not be here every year? So Yeah, so I'm gonna be there every year probably. And yeah, I was there again. I love doing all I love going to the seminars. I love going to um this year was different. I guess last year I did do a lot of walking around and talking to people that I that I knew. So I kind of had a schedule and everything, but this year we I did have some work to do as far as our our teching. So, like for example, our modified division. The shocks are, are getting a little, a little out of control and we have to make sure that we, we are teching and understanding what's going on in the shock in the shock aspect of things. So myself and, and our other tech guy, Mark St. Hilaire, uh, we kind of did some investigating and, you know, we, we met up with some of these shock companies who are going to send us like some examples of, you know, you can okay, so some of our shocks are within a price rule. We have a price rule, so you can buy the shock, but if these guys have like this piston in it or or a base valve in it or something that is not legal or or takes it out of that price range, then now we know. So like, you know, a couple of these companies are going to send us the pistons that are the base price. So now we take them apart. It's like, okay, as long as it looks like this, we're good. So- yeah, PRI for many reasons, but the seminars were cool. Um, spent a lot of time hanging out in the, uh, the EV seminars. There was a lot of, uh, just conferences and seminars on that. Um, which makes a lot of people moan and groan, but I actually enjoy hearing about it and kind of getting ideas as to how they work and whatnot. So
1: well, I, yeah. I, think, I think one of the biggest pops was that EV late model that was there. So, I mean, yeah. you, it sounds as though you're open-minded to it. So what are some of your thoughts moving into the future? I mean, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, what are your thoughts on these EV race cars?
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that it's not like I like the idea of EVs, but I also see the positives of them or, or you know, how many things can how many benefits that having these types of having motors instead of engines can, can do for short track racing. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time actually talking to the guy who created it, Jay Mackey and, and his brother and his wife, um, very friendly, very awesome. And they got a lot of support and also a lot of people just, being, I was over there one time and one guy's just being downright rude to them. Like, how is this going to, what's going to happen when it catches on fire? And they're like, we're going to put it out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were very friendly. So, you know, (laughs) but, you know, a lot of closed-minded people, which, and I understand because, you know, that you are, if, if racing did end up moving in that direction, which, I don't know if it ever will a hundred percent, but if it does start somewhat moving in that direction, I know NASCAR is already talking about it. Um, one of the quarter midgets. Uh, so NASCAR and USAC is teaming up to do, uh, you know, be part of like the quarter midget sanction and that quarter midget had an electric motor in it. So I don't know. I, I find it neat. I see all the benefits and it does worry me what's going to happen to the sport. You know, are we going to have people, you know, with picket signs out in front of our racetracks and in, in how many years, is it going to start in 10 years? Is it going to start in 20? Is it, you know, what's our timeline? Because we see what's going on. We see the movement and you, you know, we have to, I feel like nobody is talking about it. And that's what worries me in in the short track racing world. Do we have to jump on it? Do we have to be like, Hey, it's time to like start No, but we have to get the discussion going. Um, And maybe right now is not the time because of the generation that we're talking about. You know, like the boomers don't even want to discuss it. They actually want to yell at you for even bringing it up. But I think our generation a little more people are at least willing to have a conversation and the generation below us that, you know, will be here in another 10, 20 years. Well, they're going to be used to seeing these things on the road anyway. So it's not going to bother them so much to see an electric vehicle out on a racetrack.
1: So, so someone in your position and, and you know, the, having the, the abilities that you have in your opinion, how do we roll this out? I mean, obviously, we're not going to just jump right to, all right, Pro All-Star Series, yeah. they're all batteries. Like, obviously, that's not how it's, it's going to work. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about a sport that originated essentially as like a World War II era. You know, people are coming home. My car is faster than yours. Boom. We have hundreds of race cars at the racetrack, right? Well, yeah. you know, we obviously phased out of the coupes, and then we started getting into like... You know, the Monte Carlo and G-Bodies and and Camaros and things like that. Well, you know, the 1985 was, you know, 40 years ago. So we're we're out of Monte Carlo's, we're out of Camaro's and things like that. So do we see a Tesla division? Do we see, you know, something like that? You know, the Chevy Spark division, whatever it may be, um, where people are going back to the roots of, Going back to an LKQ or a junkyard of some sort and getting because at, at at that point in time, 15, 20 years from now, that's what's going to be in a junkyard. You know, you don't have nineteen eighty five Monte Carlo sitting in a junkyard anymore for to go, you know, bone some parts off of it. So, does it roll into the you know the starter division or is it uh, uh, its own thing? Or, or in your opinion, how do you go about that?
2: You know, it's that one's difficult to say. I think it would be more along the lines of crate style. So just like how we have crate engines today, um, you know, I, I tend to look many years into the future. That's, that's kind of how I think, you know, even when it comes to simple stuff, like the rules that we're coming up with, like, I don't think about, Hey, this is what we should do for next year. It's like, no, what's going to work for us so that we don't have to change these rules when in 10 years down the line. Um, and the similar thing goes, like we, we look at, Um, I don't know. I got sidetracked here. Why did I go backwards? I went this way with the conversation before going this way. Um, so crate, I think is you kind of look at what's trending in short track racing. And I tend to kind of take notice to stuff like that. So you look at how cars are turning into sort of like a module type uh, deal, uh, look at how much Bobby, look at how much super mods are struggling because everything is a one-off. Everyone wants built, you know, everything's custom built from scratch per person. You can't really call a builder up for super modified. And on the other hand, look at what modifieds down in Connecticut are turning into. You got a lot of people in like, let's say the SK light division that are willing to pay to play. You know, so they want to kind of have a kit car and more or less have somebody prepare that and have it be race ready. A lot of people are just willing to do that nowadays. I don't like it, obviously, because I didn't grow up that way. My father told me if you want to race, there's there's a race car out in the dick weeds if you want to fix it up, but it's up to you. And, you know, obviously he helped me and everything. But I had to learn from the ground up. I'm very grateful of that. Um, so basically I worry about the future of the sport and sometimes you have to take notice to what's trending in the sport. And that is something that's trending is people's willingness to pay to play. I don't give a shit how people get race cars on the track. I don't give a shit if they built the race cars. I care more about the the health of the sport and the future of the sport. So if we have to transition in certain ways to keep the sport alive, then we'll do that. Uh, and the same thing goes, that's why, you know, I bring up the electric thing is because it's what's trending, you know, maybe we have, maybe we can ignore it. I'm not really sure, but I'm going to learn about it. And in the off chance that, you know, we, we have to sort of make moves and pivot a little bit to keep, you know, a better, better standing in the community, I guess. Um, there is a lot of exciting things. I mean, let's be honest that the only uncool thing at this point, or not at this point, but the only uncool thing about an electric motor is that you lose the the decibel, you know, the, the sound, the, the note, um, to it. So other than that, I mean, the, the things are wildly cool. I mean, they're extremely efficient. They're super fast. You know, you see every other sport is in motorsports sports is taking those types of leaps. You know, they're, drag racing and, and even um you know off-road is huge out west where they're doing everything is electric out there so there's a lot of cool parts about about the electric stuff so i find a little bit of excitement in, in learning about it and trying to transfer that over into short track racing yes it's an extremely difficult sell that will be very tough but i have a lot of idea. i actually had a lot of thoughts um Before I took on this job, I was thinking very in-depth about this. And I feel very confident that I have have ways of selling this that people will absolutely love it in the short track racing world if I was able to unveil it the way that I have in mind. As a matter of fact, um I'm probably am I babbling again? No. Keep going, keep going. All right. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Um, as a matter of fact, right before I took on the the Waterford job. I was, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I was moving. I had a job lined up in California. I did tell you. Yeah. So I had a job lined up in California for a company that did um, a company called AEM and they do uh, they're investing heavily in the EV sector. So what they do is a lot of electronics, uh, high performance aftermarket electronics for cars. They're very big. They were huge in the import scene back in the day. Um, and they still do a lot of high performance stuff, but they're investing heavily in the EV stuff. So I was moving out there. I had a job lined up to go out there and, and learn the systems and see where it went from there. And, you know, obviously the short track racing thing is always will always be in my heart. So I was hopefully maybe be able to learn all the systems and translate that into the short track racing
0: world. So you told me I, all about this and your and your thoughts we actually had a pretty long conversation about it mm-hmm. max mclaughlin's couch and i was super interested like i like to consider myself open-minded towards the electric racing like if it's what we're gonna have to do to race someday then you can't ignore it like you said and all yeah. i was max mclaughlin just <laughs> you completely deer in the headlights and going that's the dumbest fucking shit i've ever heard yes
2: of yes that's right i remember that <laughs> yeah yeah, I I had to just stop and be like, oh sorry. Maybe that's why I got so drunk.
0: <laughs> right Max, I think Max
2: called him. me an idiot.
0: Yeah, shortly after that you went and got a bunch of Guinness out of the fridge and said yeah say, stay boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was all his fault. Wow. Yeah, there's um if you look, I think there was an article on flow racing. Uh about the super late model with the electric motor. And um, yeah, just, just go through some of those. People are so angry. People are just going wild. Just hate mail. I will never, I will be done if, you know, <laughs> it's, it's very fun. We're probably losing all your listeners right now because they, they don't want to talk about the electric thing, but
0: welcome let's let's switch topics and uh let's so since you're our resident connecticut correspondent can you give us your uh, thoughts and opinions on the trade with russia for britney griner
2: <laughs> no <laughs> all
0: right sorry guys i tried
2: no i don't want to talk about it you seem upset no i'm, I'm actually not i don't have an opinion on much the only thing i have opinions on is, is racing i don't watch news i don't keep up with it i don't even know you know what i know about the about the britney grind grindier how do you say her name see i don't even know how to say her name like the only reason that i looked up a little bit of it is because i see all the memes and it's like well i gotta understand what these memes mean (laughs) otherwise it's just i need to
1: know the pop culture reference
2: exactly yeah (laughs) I'm it's terrible. not like I have brilliant people asking me questions. What do you think about this? Brilliant people like Bradley. It's like, <laughs> no, I see a meme and I have to understand it. That's how much of an idiot I am.
0: No, I don't, I don't think that you're an idiot at all, but I would just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're way more intelligent than me. And these are the things that are on my mind. Like, do you have any uh, proactive ways to end homelessness or you know, what do you, what do you got?
1: No. What, what, how about that? What is the meaning of life?
2: short track racing that was the right answer that's it i, I don't i don't have anything else I have no, nothing, nothing about at that. all
1: you have no no thoughts whatsoever i have nothing about where, where's the, your motorcycle life. where Where did that end up in a storage unit somewhere
2: oh yeah have i talked to you guys since my last trip i don't think so oh the last one was wild did they you win did <laughs> yeah so the last one started the bike was in storage in um Seattle Washington and the destination was Las Vegas
1: so, so to re- recap here you you do this every year right You you, you bought a motorcycle you're supposed to go out with a bunch of friends they're supposed to be cheap and yes. you're like I got my motorcycle and everybody's like oh you were serious and you right. went on your trip anyway right and you've been doing it every year correct right. and you bebop around the country you find a random storage unit you throw mm-hmm. it in there and then you fly back home yeah. So, so
2: where is it now and how was the last trip? Yeah. Uh, the last trip was, there was a lot of ups and downs, but it turned out being great. So yeah, flew out to Seattle and day one, the bike wasn't running very well. And so, you know, it, right away, like I, I have the thing in pieces trying to figure out what was wrong with it. It was, it was a nightmare. Um, never really got to the bottom of it well, during the trip. I didn't get to the bottom of it, but, um So I was riding my first day through Seattle. and so the the planned trip was basically I was gonna go, it looks really weird on a map. It doesn't make sense, but I was gonna go as far east as South Dakota because there was a world of outlaw sprint car race going on in between my, you know, my flight into Seattle and my flight out of Vegas. So you know, I'm basically trying to connect the, those two dots in in any interesting fashion I can. So in the middle of it, South Dakota had a world of outlaws race going on. So if you look at a map, you you would look at it and be like, wow, that's a really stupid thing to do because it's way far east and you're just backtracking a lot. But whatever, um, it's every one of these trips, I always tie in something racing and I always tie in some sort of an event, non racing, too. So, you know, like one year was, I went to the F1 race one year was the NHRA nationals, uh, been to a bunch of short track races, football games, stuff like that. So I remember, uh, day two, I'm on the road going through Washington and my friends call me up and, and they said, Hey, what's your schedule? And I was like, I don't know, because I don't really have a plan. It's just, you know, get as far as I can you know the plan through this one was to go through like yellowstone and uh, the teton mountains stuff like that uh this the salt flats out in utah so my friends asked me you know they're trying to bug me they're like so where are you going to be exactly i was like i don't know and they're like listen if you want us to join you you have to tell us and i was like you guys are coming out and they're like yeah <laughs> so i've had uh my friends mikey and danny this was the second time that they did this it's you can almost do like a rental car with a motorcycle where you can pick it up in one city and also drop it off in a different city you can schedule it that way so they rented a couple of uh they, they rented some nice bikes they rented harley davidson's this time so they rented in um missoula montana and they couldn't get a flight out for like a day so i basically had to kill a day which ended up being awesome because i ended up killing a day going north all the way to the canadian border which is Glacier Park, which is some of the nicest views in the country that I've ever seen. They're like really, really cool. A lot of zigzag roads, um, awesome stuff, a lot of wildlife. So I meet up with them in Missoula, Montana. And so the three of us basically go through Yellowstone. Um, I have like a cool picture of like bison, just, they, they just hang out like in the road, like wherever they want to be. Sometimes you have to like zigzag through them and, and, that's, that's what ended up happening. Like the, the, the whole group of them just slowly started walking out into the road and I could see this being a huge delay. So I had to like, you know, like go around them and probably scare them and everything. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so it was extremely cool. Uh, we went through, so we get through the Teton mountains and we're talking about venturing, uh, to South Dakota, but I'm at a point, my bike starts getting worse and worse. And it's at the point where my bike's going like 65 miles an hour tops, I would say. And when everything's like 80 mile an hour speed limit out there, it's, it sucks. And then my friends want to do hundred miles an hour. So like they ride for, you know, an hour or so, and then they just sit there for a half hour and wait for me to come showing up looking like dumb and dumber on a scooter type <laughs> of thing. So, so I tell them that I'm just, probably going to detour away from them and try and get a straight shot to Vegas. Kind of put my head down, but it's like, all right, well, not the greatest trip, but I at least want to get it to Vegas and, and figure out what to do with the bike there and try and work on it and fix it. So they decide they diverted their flights home and they diverted their drop-off point home uh, or their drop-off point for their bikes to Salt Lake City. So it's like, cool, we get to spend another day or two together. So, so that was awesome. So Salt Lake city drop off the bikes. I end up continuing on, but I wanted to detour a little bit instead of straight shot to Vegas. I wanted to check out the salt flats in Bonneville and I don't know for, for no particular reason, just because I wanted to see, and I wanted to maybe take some back roads that are a little cooler than the main highways. And, you know, it's, it's a little freaky when there's tractor trailer trucks doing 80 something miles an hour zooming by you. And here I am on a little motorcycle, just, trying to keep up as fast as I can. So I get to Bonneville, not expecting like an event to be going on, but lucky me, there was a motorcycle land speed record event going on. Did you so enter? yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I probably, I could have, they told me I could and I was like, no, I'm having issues. I can't do that. Um, actually, some of the guys had, there were two guys that had the exact same bike as me. So they were trying to help me take the thing apart and everything. I have some cool pictures of my friend's my friend, Mikey, he knows motorcycles pretty well. And we're sitting outside of Yellowstone at our hotel and the, there's a picnic table that we're all sitting at. And my carburetors are just strewn in every single piece that you could imagine of us trying to figure out what's going on. We have like an 18 pack of beer sitting next to us. So we're just drinking and, you know, taking in the carb clean fumes and everything like that and trying to fix it. Never ended up working, but it was still a very fun moment. Anyway, at the Bonneville salt flats and I'm about to leave. And a guy comes walking up to me, asking questions, you know, I'm putting my helmet on and the guy starts asking questions about the bike and starts asking what my schedule is. And I said, he tells me, he says, well, you don't have a schedule. I said, no, I'm to fly out in Vegas in like five days. He's like, well, you have to go to burning man. And I don't know if you, you guys ever hear burning man. So I had heard about Burning Man and I knew it was around that time, but when I looked online, Burning Man was canceled. By the way, Burning Man is, I believe it's known as the largest, um, call it a festival in the country. It's in the middle of the desert, very, very middle of nowhere. And people just show up with, with campers and vehicles and they, they just create a massive city of people in the middle of the desert. Um, very difficult to explain, but if you were to look up like photos of burning man online and and even like an aerial photo, just to see how many people show up to this and see some of the, the art pieces that people go out there, people live for this stuff. Like, like we live for short track racing. So it's extremely impressive. It's very wild. Um, so the guy told me about burning man and I was like, no, it got canceled. And he says, no, it's canceled, but. People are still just going to go. It's just not an organized event this year. I said, oh, oh my God, are you serious? He's like, yeah, this is your one chance to go to Burning Man because otherwise you have to have a ticket and tickets are like, I don't know, $1,200 or something like that. And you can't just sneak. There is no sneaking in. So it will never happen. But you don't have to worry about that. Like you're a very lucky person to have this opportunity. And I was like, oh my God, I all I cared about was my bike making it to Burning Man. <laughs> and it did, it just, it chugged along. I ended up a burning man. Um, I stopped before I got there. You know, there's no like amenities. There's no bathrooms or anything there. People you have, you bring your own. And that's the big point of it is uh, like, no, tr- leave no traces. Like their big thing, very environmentalist uh, culture when you go out there. So yeah, went out there, brought everything. I had a tent with me, sleeping bag. And I spent, uh, I think three nights in Burning Man, didn't shower the whole time, you know, whatever, no big deal. But, um, yeah, the, one of the wildest things that, that has ever happened to me is experiencing that. And like, it, the weird thing is like, everybody's super friendly out there. You know how around here it's, you know, it's just a uh, fuck you, type. <laughs> I guess here in new England. But, um, yeah. I mean- like everyone out there is like extremely kind. It's probably cause everyone's on like happy drugs out there, but it that still made it cool. Um, yeah. You meet a lot of wild people that come out with these cool vehicles and, and abstract pieces and art and, and they, and they have the, everyone gifts, everything really wild. Just look it up and look at some of the cool things someday, but yeah. So spent a few days there and limped it home, made it to Vegas. Uh, just barely. And I figured on just leaving the bike. I tried looking into what was the problem there. And what I ended up finding out is that the bike, uh, it's the, the, the issues were, were very deep. So it needs a full rebuild. The thing was just, it was super tired, you know, the internal. So I, so the whole point of the motorcycle being a $500 bike was that if it breaks down, like you just leave it on the side of the road, who cares, you know, give it to a scrapyard. But I found myself being emotionally attached to it now. (laughs) So it completely ruins the point of it. But so I actually had it shipped home to Connecticut so that I can work on it and spent more on shipping costs than the bike costs itself. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid, but. I don't know, some reason I'm attached to it now, so so That's, so we shipping it back to Vegas and starting over again, or what? I don't know. I might just start here and and work my way back out there. There's a lot more to see out there than there is in the East Coast, so it would be cool to just kind of have it out there more than over here. but we'll see
0: thing is we should stop sneaking beers into your facility so that you can afford to get your motorcycle back home and back up and running.
2: Yes, yes, that would be nice. Please, and thank you.
0: Okay, we'll try. Uh, I won't. So <laughs> we at least ran out of our own beers and started buying yours. Yeah, it wasn't all bad.
2: Perfect excuse. Perfect <laughs> okay. explanation. Yes.
0: Also, actually, what happened? Uh, we just we didn't bring enough. Was the problem? But before. <laughs> You yeah. have, uh, we do have some patreon questions we also i'm sure have some more questions for you because mm-hmm. uh, we could pretty much just riff with you all night um if you're down maybe take some clothes off or something but uh scott fowler oh, oh great scott
2: fowler question
0: yeah yeah scott he, with one t fowler. He doesn't even have a question he just simply says nice peen um
2: thank you scott
0: that <laughs> now... <laughs> Matt Wood says hundred uh, humans versus two gorillas who wins and how long does it take? No weapons.
2: hundred humans, two gorillas. Yeah. No weapons. Yeah. Um. hundred humans, two gorillas. Uh, that would, I don't think that would take long. We talking like silverbacks or like what, like big. Yeah. I, I would, no, yeah I'm like- thinking, I'm thinking the real deal gorillas it
0: wouldn't take long for the gorillas
2: to kill 100 humans or <laughs> no no i i wait is that the question is who would win yeah, yeah. and how long oh humans would definitely win just by sheer
1: numbers i feel
0: yeah but what yeah. are we talking 10 casualties or 40 it's like so some people are gonna die
1: yeah those gorillas will fuck some people up
2: yeah um...
1: yeah so 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 part b how many casualties and how long does it take before the 100 humans actually defeat the two gorillas
2: yeah near I would say, oh, not many casualties, I think serious injuries, yeah, but <laughs> serious uh, like wheelchairs or like stitches stitches uh in between wheelchairs and stitches more, more... about a cast
1: i think that... actually,
2: when you first said wheelchair, I was thinking like you know permanent wheelchairs is that what you think when you say wheelchair I, I think temporary I, wheelchair i I think permanent wheelchair okay (laughs)
1: um i feel like a temporary wheelchair is just called crutches i i
2: don't i honestly only think a small amount of deaths uh (laughs) under five and i i don't think it would take long i think it would take 10 minutes really yeah Yeah. sleeper hold
1: yeah 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 I was, there's um, no fucking way somebody's gonna jump on the back of a silverback gorilla and put it in a sleeper hole
0: you can't tell me there's a hundred people charlie it, no it, way no could. fucking way
1: it's just gonna fucking yard sale that person right off its back
0: and then you have 49 more you go 50 nah, 50 on I, the don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah i think i'm not gonna be
1: the one jumping on its fucking back
0: no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like one of the last ones in that, like, is there for the picture with all my limbs.
1: Brad's in the back with a fucking blow
0: dart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no weapons. So you got to take a rock and fucking bonk it on the head or something. That's no also weapon. a weapon. <laughs> it's not a rock.
2: A rock is a weapon. Yeah, like, I mean, it's if if it's the illegal. sleeper hold was not an option, if that was illegal, Jesus Christ, I don't. <laughs> part of me wonders if the humans would be able to win. I don't think so i don't i just don't see how those things are probably solid muscle like you know a pun like where do you punch those things right in the fuck yeah (laughs) i mean you you do need some savvy people to know what areas of the body to go for you know that is that is a specific question that that needs a little detail as far as how much planning (laughs) is allowed by survivalists
0: like manly men or is it a hundred brad bobby and charlie
2: exactly yeah
0: is it or is it a hundred people that were going to be sean's co-workers you know it's actually like...
2: you, you know what we were at the airport um a few weeks ago and uh my friend mike we were just hanging out drinking a beer and we didn't have anything to say were you getting on a minutes. plane or were you just hanging out at the airport we were just hanging out <laughs> just checking things out and our friend mike <laughs> just looks was looking around and he looks at me and he's like Right when you think this is a strong country, go to an airport and look around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bill Burr has a hilarious bit about something very similar uh, of a lady uh, wiping her face with a McDonald's hamburger wrapper. He was was working to scratch her back fat. (laughs) Right along those lines of, yeah, we're fucked.
2: (laughs) yeah yeah in the same joke is he the one that talked about uh he was he saw a lady rubbing her back against a tree or a, a the corner of a wall or something like that she's a, a bear
0: a beam. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> he wiped her face with the bag <laughs> oh,
2: okay. actually in that same trip so we went to nashville for a bachelor party just for the for the weekend so it was like friday saturday nights only anybody
0: and, uh, getting married or was it just you and a bunch of single friends
2: no just me and a bunch of single friends <laughs> no one of our pals is getting married so we we get on the flight and and these are like my fun friends like the like the extra like the wilds like they they tend to go a little too far very similar to you guys you guys would get along great okay. and uh,
0: we got told on another podcast last week that we uh, quote don't know when to stop
2: Ma- yeah, uh, maniacs that don't yeah. want to stop <laughs> yeah these guys are the same way and on the plane ride uh, everyone just starts hitting it hard and um so we're on the plane and we're the loudest people is a southwest flight which southwest you don't have assigned seats so one of our friends is he's what used to be in the military so he was like i'm gonna go on the plane first i'm gonna save the last like 10 rows because i think there was i think there was 16 of us and so he walks, he goes on the plane first and we all get on the plane and we're laughing because he's just standing there with his arms crossed <laughs> and just not allowing a single person to get the, like the last handful of rows, which was a great thing because we were excessively loud in the back of the plane. And, uh, you know, the more and more booze that gets thrown around, like the louder we are. And so we, uh, some of my friends didn't know how air dropping worked. <laughs> So I explain or like the ones that do know are explaining to the ones who don't know. And they're like, so everyone nearby are like, yes. (laughs) So my friends start sending like embarrassing photos of each other to the whole flight. So there's like naked photos of of our friends like passed out and and drunk and whatnot. And just the whole flight. And all of a sudden you'll just hear like a voice, like 10 rows up, be like, what the heck is this? (laughs)
1: and obviously as if
2: it's not the guys in the back of the plane making all the most noise and now they're all just giggling like "Uh (laughs) but yeah um yeah i remember getting off the flight we were all talking like do you think there's gonna be like police waiting for us (laughs) (laughs) so we kind of grabbed our bags and just hurried on to where we were staying but (laughs) yeah good times
0: Oh fuck! <clears throat> Sean Miner asked, uh, "Are there plans to build a scoring tower at Waterford?" Can you kind of already touched on that? If so, can the bus be turned into the bar?
2: Ooh, good idea! It's a damn good idea.
0: Yeah. Not, I like those picnic tables. Don't get rid of those. Rainbow. That's
2: a question for Anthony Flannery because Anthony Flannery, the the Flannery family, I believe, donated that for temporary use. Mm. So
1: I say maybe. blow the windows out of it. Put cabana fucking umbrellas on top of it. Park them behind the picnic tables, and we just made the Black Flag pub at Waterford's people. Wow,
2: you're welcome. Who said? Who was that question by?
0: Sean
2: Miner. We have to give him credit on that one.
0: No, yeah. you don't have to.
2: No, I'll take the credit. If it works, <laughs> I'll take the credit. If it sucks, I'm gonna say uh, some other Sean did that. <laughs> <laughs> some younger Sean. He's a minor. Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) some other sean that works in the or digs coals with a little hard hat and the light on it (laughs) that that actually would be sick because i feel like the the bus at this point
1: is like a staple to the racetrack it's just something to be expected when you walk in yeah it shouldn't be the scoring tower that's weird but fuck it make it the bar that would be sick yeah big fan of that
0: you can call it like, something original and not named, uh, not taken already. The Bang Bus. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. The well, the Bang Bangers.
0: Yeah. Right. You, to you the Bang Bang Bus. You park it right. Oh, that's a good one. You park it right in turn one, where some bang banging happens, and and obviously that's where the the beer is already sold, and then yeah. just kind of it, you know, makes it makes sense. The yeah, bang.
1: and and you could like block off the back half of it. Charge it by the hour and and you're good to go. It's it's a
0: camera in there and just. Yeah.
2: yeah. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) People get really, really drunk and they need a place to sleep. Oh, oh. you want to watch from your your (laughs) office and make sure they're okay. Oh, (laughs) now I get it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Our buddy Slim said uh, the four of us should file entries to run the Stafford Street Stock Division and run the rent of cars.
2: Why does it have to be Stafford?
0: That's true. Does the Renta Race Car Program uh, compete at the Waterford Speed Bowl? No.
2: Well, then I shut guess, up. I guess that's why. <laughs> 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 All right. Fine. You got me there.
0: Like, okay. It'd be a conflict of interest if you raced at your own racetrack anyway. That I is guess. true. Yes. Uh, Tyler Owen says Could Tour Modifieds ever race at Dover? And yes or no, there will be an on track pit party. In twenty twenty three, like before twenty twenty, at Stafford, Thompson, and Waterford.
2: Um haven't worked out the details as far as what event we want to do a pit party yet. Make sure yes, we will.
0: Not May 20th or September 9th. All right,
2: I'll write that down.
0: Anything that needs to get pushed out on the racetrack is is not necessary for the pit party. You shuck your fucking mouth. Ooh. <laughs> at just afraid of going fast it's, I don't <laughs> oh.
2: think it's that uh, Modifieds at Dover they yeah. would kill somebody yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes definitely we should have a race there
0: that'd be sick yeah I don't know that, why that could be you your next promoting gig
2: you know I, I think I forgot if it was you guys one of you guys that I was talking to about this or maybe I made the claim maybe I was arguing with somebody on, on the socials or something but I never understand NASCAR's deal with why we don't make these race cars faster. Why are we just at this like, no, you can't go more than 200 miles an hour. Why is that like the cap? Like we've made the car safer over the years. Why aren't these assholes doing like 230?
1: Well, the new car, to be fair, has ended careers. But the old one, I feel like
2: that's right. They got work to do
1: what, what Actually, the old no, one though
0: died all the time i don't understand
1: yeah <laughs> the old one though i feel like was the safest car that they had by a long shot and at fontana right. and shit they were doing like 220 2 something and they're like oh can't have that it's like well that's kind of the point isn't it
2: yeah
0: right
1: right
2: i, yeah, I, don't, I
0: don't i don't get how technology and safety keeps maybe moving. we could have had
2: better data for this new car had we allowed them to go faster and, and had a whatever is it data or data i'm dada
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the human body can withstand crashing at 250 miles an hour i don't see the big deal
2: yeah any cars do it yeah, you don't know if you don't try yeah exactly
0: do do, do it i think
2: i interrupted you pretty pretty abruptly there bradley i'm sorry did you have something important to say or
0: um no nah. oh actually no yeah I, w- I was just saying it's it doesn't really make sense how technology and safety in quotes i guess keeps on improving but the speeds keep on declining uh yeah we need a wow factor sorry i
2: interrupted you again didn't i
0: <laughs> no we do need a wow factor. yeah um modified should race it over. if the most- you tattoo a w on each one of your butt cheeks that'll be quite a wow factor
2: yeah yeah i'd have to Spread the word.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, knock him out of the park. <laughs> uh, uh, something. Uh, Mitch. Mitch Brown is uh for Daddy Foster. What are some struggles you face as GM of the Speed Bowl? Also, what future plans do you have for the Speed Bowl for next year and beyond that?
2: Um. Yeah. We we covered a lot of those, right? Um. Let's see, can I come up with any other issues?
0: <clears throat> what do you plan on doing going forward for hoodlums and hooligans who uh smuggle their own alcohol into the speedway?
2: uh we're gonna come up with much stricter penalties <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we have a we, we we're in the process of building a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one finger per beer or one finger per
2: offense one hand per offense
1: <laughs> so by offense is
2: that per event or per beer at the event uh per per event we don't want to get too strict now
0: <laughs> so it sounds like we all owe you our left hand
2: yes yes
0: thank goodness we can keep the the right
2: i know i, I
0: i'll give you the <laughs> choice actually <laughs>
2: Can I give you a foot instead? Uh, no, I don't have like one of those foot <laughs> things. So,
1: and are you gonna hang up all the hands on the front stretch as like warning to not bring your own booze? Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like a picture that you have to like sign. Right. Right. Well,
1: how are you gonna sign it?
0: Your mm-hmm. other hand. Oh. Um, yeah. Don't commit offense I... twice. <laughs> right. I learned my lesson the first time. Uh,
1: this is this is obviously what we expected off the rails
2: i think but uh
0: thanks for having Um, us on your show today sean yeah yes Yes.
2: thank you guys for taking the time out of your day and joining me here it's been a real pleasure these are true gentlemen and scholars
0: (laughs) no we're not i know (laughs) we're literally none of those things i know does, uh, does, is daddy going to come supervise the kids, uh, in speed weeks for the third year in a row or, or yeah,
2: I, I, I already booked a flight. Um, I'm going to that same conference that I had told you about, or, or that I was at last year. They actually asked me to be a speaker this year.
0: Well, wow. so what's up They heard you on our show and said, we got to have yes
2: it. Yes. That is exactly why.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they watched you, uh funneling beers into charlie's mouth and hitting beach balls into strangers faces on our vlog from last year and they're like this is the guy that was not me but okay
1: (laughs) i feel like i funneled that like a champion though you did yeah
0: now the the that was a
1: miserable
2: time i remember now it was wet wet and cold and we didn't watch a single fucking race i don't think we watched
0: a lot of heat races yeah
2: yeah, and Charlie, we, we, you decided to funnel just to kind of get the party started, and everyone was just like, all right. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you were one of the only guys to to start hitting the funnel hard. I don't remember. but well, it,
1: To be fair, it was full of dirt, so it wasn't really appetizing.
0: Yeah. We went home, though. We wore that thing out at New Smyrna. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Like Thursday, I... we all hit it hard. We went up to, like, the smallest section of bleachers. They weren't even grandstands. That had like four people in it, and I just pulled it out of Brad's backpack and looked. I was like, "Hope you all know this is the party section." (laughs) I think one out of the four strangers in that section uh, joined us and had one. So, actually,
1: we We needed to the chili bowl where it's like that. There's like that problem section of human beings every time. I want to be a part of that.
2: Yeah, are you guys? Are you guys going to the chili bowl or anything? No,
1: we're not rich.
2: No.
0: No. Uh, So, so that's that's one thing that we Charlie.
2: Your daddies, yeah. and, and that's Bradley and Timmy, that's booby, the, Timmy. booby titties.
0: <laughs> that's time to talk. That's uh, that's one. Sorry, thing Bradley. That's one thing we've all talked about though in the past. I won't
2: interrupt again.
0: We all again. how we all wanted to go to the chili bowl, and this I feel like this year I had, I think I even reached out to you back like April or May of obviously this past or this this current year, uh, talking about going to the chili bowl now in one month uh and that was like hard like kind of something that I wanted to like set in stone and then I uh I started hearing rumblings that Larson wasn't going to be there and Christopher Bell wasn't going to be there and all these guys were like boycotting it because the only yeah, way
2: what's that rumor all about
0: I think that it's it's just that you don't get paid enough like the, those guys spend obviously like the Keith Koontz fucking whatever they they all like per team they spend more money than the race pays itself to win so I Welcome think, to racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, were, they were talking about how – I think I saw something that Brad Sweet said that he was saying that uh, they, they they get paid – they would get paid, like, equal or less money to just sit at home or something like that. I don't know. Equal or more money to just sit at home. Yeah. But – what, what a true – yeah, what a
1: true race car driver.
0: <laughs> That's just one of those things, though, is, like, if I want to go to the Chili Bowl, I mean, they uh, – yeah, if I want to go to that, like, I want all the guys – the full arsenal of the guys used to fucking dick stomp in there, you know? So maybe it's something we planned for in 2024.
2: Yeah, perhaps. I know one of these years I would like to witness that. That's definitely one of the best. I was close to um, joining for Pensacola, but just didn't.
1: How How about 2024? We get the, we get the bikes and we go to the, uh, the old Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma.
2: Like motorbikes, motorbikes. It's January. what well, is it? January? Yeah. Uh, what? bride right out of here? Yeah, they make assless chaps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why are they called assless chaps? I've never seen chap, or asked chaps or assed chaps. <laughs> Isn't that just a leather pant?
2: Do, do you think they just make chaps that are assed or are you saying that none of them are asked?
1: Oh, Like why are they called assless chaps? I've never seen chaps that
2: Oh, so you think they're they just, just leather pants. chaps
1: right um is that uh, not just a pant made of leather at that point with maybe some tassels
2: on it are they are are chaps open in the no they're
0: they're like they're, they're legs assless feet,
2: right yeah
0: they have a wow factor to them
1: <laughs> i i is the the dick's open too isn't it the front <laughs> is it like isn't it just like i don't know yeah I, I don't know i've never worn them. <laughs>
2: this isn't the. Rap- how do they stay how do they stay up
1: I think it's like a belt.
2: Is it a belt? I think it's a belt. It's not a suspender, right?
1: That would be wild.
2: It would be wild.
1: I if we're doing it, I want the tassels and everything. I want the most obnoxious, just obscure, assless jabs
2: of all time.
0: You can tell by Sean's face; that he's doing a quick Google search. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we all have the power of the internet in front of our faces. You go, okay, so
1: you go on Daddy Search History, it just as assless chaps.
0: Waterford speedball schedule, <laughs> assless chaps.
2: Um, yeah. Oh, they're oh, you're right. They are um uh, crotchless <laughs> as well. Really? What's the point of these things?
0: So disrespectful to the dick and and vagina uh, for not being in the. Only well, ass got in the name.
1: These don't make sense. No, <laughs> well, I think it. I think it's because your legs are hanging out in the, the air, and it, it if it's cold, that it, it, it deflects the coldness.
0: Aren't they originally for horse riding?
2: Why wouldn't they just make full
0: pants? Why would I, just-
1: I don't know, Sean. That's why that was the question.
0: We'll have to get the inventor of assless chaps on uh, next week's show, and we'll have Isn't
2: not that, that what they were in like the bull riding, like PBR? i think so they are all they they are all assless though so (laughs) well yeah yeah, they they should just be all chaps
1: if that's called that's called looking up leather pants that's a different search altogether i feel yeah i I don't know now we know see some
2: of the some of the rodeo people they don't even (laughs) the the back of the leg is wide open that was another thing i was uncertain of is is the back of the leg open and some of them are well i don't that doesn't make it don't want sense.
0: them getting caught up in your spurs
2: we're losing viewer pounds
0: right now. <laughs> yeah. they're trying to take our fucking land yeah uh yes yeah, so it sounds like so bobby i'm pretty certain uh sounds like he's in for the snowball derby in 2024 three hey 2024. you like
2: snowballing cool
0: no, that race is fucking dumb, but it sounds like the rest of it's pretty fun. So, It is. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh and I feel like Sean would be a great addition to me and our, our little party zone that we have on the infield where we shotgun beers and uh, we could probably bring a funnel and just have a grand old time. But uh, it beach sounds like too. beach balls, the, yeah. The
1: granddaddy of them all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Race at Waterford and call it the beach ball derby.
2: The beach ball bash. I could do that.
0: Just full of good ideas here. Thank you, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it sounds like daddy's coming to chaperone the kids next year at the snowball derby. Sounds like, uh, we might be making a trip to the chili bowl soon. And, uh, we'll definitely be making a couple trips to, uh, the Waterford ice skating rink this year. Here's in hand. Yeah. Melt the ice between now and May 20th, please. All right. I will. All
1: right. Well, again, thank you for having us on your show today. Uh, It's been fun as always. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in person in the near future.
2: Yes. Thank you. And God bless you all. I will see you all in church next Sunday.
0: End it with your famous line.
2: Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.
0: He said it!